A new year is upon us, and with it comes a brand new series. The sixth, in fact, as Matt and I are back to bring you more inspirational stories from our awesome online running community. This series is set to be bigger than ever. 14 weeks of amazing guests. But that's not all, is it, Rob? Absolutely not, my friend. The usual nonsense from us and our band of merry misfits returns, whether people like it or not. <laughs> and most importantly, though, in 2022, we're supporting two amazing causes. We're fundraising for Run For Your Mind, as well as our incredible friend Joe, who's recovering from breast cancer. Check out our website for more info on how you can help us support them. And as always, we are looking to grow our Fartlek family, our amazing community of friends. Uh, we have meetups, races, challenges and so much more planned in 2022. If it sounds good and you'd like to be part of the gang, you can find all the info on our social medias, our website or through our dedicated newsletter. Seek us out. You are very, very welcome. Uh, have I missed anything? Uh, no, mate. I think we're ready to get started. Hit the music! Hit, 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 that, it's, that's my line. Yeah, but you've said it for like two series in a row. It's my turn. No, no, come on, you get it, me. So I think it's down to me. It's only fair. Hit the music. For God's sake, Matt. Just hit the music. Are you alone, groupie? And are you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. A very special episode of the What the Fartlek podcast series six, episode six. In fact, my name's Rob and my name's Keith. <laughs> Your name is Keith, which is something we're going to get to in just a moment. A very, very special episode. We're together, which is always nice, Matt. It is, uh, but we're not in the What the Fartlek studio for once, are we're we? We're not, we're in the uh, pickup studio. The pickup studio, we're in the football pundit imposter oh, studio, yes, yeah, nonetheless. Shameless plug. Uh, shameless plug, and we're not alone. We're joined by some very special guests for this opening segment. Mr. John Pickups here, my co-host on the Football Pundit Imposter Podcast. Cheap plug. How are we doing, JP? I'm very well. Yeah, the legs are actually still working. So yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. If anyone doesn't know what he's talking about, we're gonna find out that in just a moment. And we've got another imposter in the room, the star of SMJ and J Incorporated, uh, Mr. Jack Penfold's here. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Are you talking to us or are you talking to the, <laughs> to the, to listeners. Listen to the guests? They're, they're listening in, aren't they? they? they, they I don't get interaction with them on SMJ and J because he shushes me all the time. Well, you don't get interaction on this because you know no one's going to reply to you. They will. They'll message me. <laughs> I've got a question if he's actually the star of the show in that segment. Then. I was about to say, does that make me more of a star than SMJ? Shh, <gasps> shh. The J and SMJ. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely shh. Right, so uh, you guys might be wondering why uh, we've got these extra special guests and Jack on the show today. Uh, why don't you tell them, Matt? What's what's going on? Uh, why don't you tell them what's on the show altogether? Yes. And then finish it off with a nice crescendo as to why we've got JP and Jack here with us. Fair enough. Uh, obviously, talking about how our weeks in running has been. Uh, Jack with awesome Gary Reader, aka Robo Dad Runs. Partner Cup with Bema. Uh, Statman John and Jack segment, Ugh. and <laughs> the roll calls and the usual thank yous at the end, and also a big roundup of the Pendle Way in a day uh, that me, uh, Jack and John went to do. Ugh. 
That what did a work, day. didn't it? Your, 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 your mouth is working about he's as well so as your funny. legs. <laughs> he's, he's still delirious, isn't he? He is absolutely delirious, but that's because he's done amazing, mm. amazing things. So why don't we um, we get straight into it? And instead of talking about how our week's been, because we know our week's been, my week's been fine, by the way. We'll just uh, get that out of the way. A yeah. little bit of running, a couple of, couple of 5Ks, 10K on Friday, and I've done nothing this weekend because I've been following you lot around Lancashire in a mm. car. Um, uh, but more importantly, let's talk about your week, Matthew Taylor, to start. So in case anybody doesn't know, what are you on the back of it? Sunday that we're recording, mm-hmm. so what did you do yesterday? Run a... I'm not going to say, because that'll just... Cause we get run one, a long way. <laughs> we, get, we, we get one swear word in episode, boys, all right, before the explicit warning goes on, so use it wisely. So a flipping 45-mile ultra. Yes, that just turned into something horrific. I mean, the run itself and the, and the weather, just, oh, incredible. The wind, the breeze, the rain, sideways rain. I'm sure we'll get into it a bit more, but it, yeah, it was horrific. It really was. But you are an ultramarathoner. I am. And you I am. For all my doubters. For all your doubters. <laughs> you Rob. mean me, me, don't you? <laughs> hey, excuse me. I was on my best behaviour yesterday. Uh, I There was a point when I was drying your feet at checkpoint three, mm-hmm. when I thought I should definitely be making fun of him for this, and I didn't. And, uh, just made fun of my knickers afterwards. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, though, your change of underwear with Donna's knickers. So I don't know. What, I don't know what you want me to say. About. I can't walk past that one, mate. When you when you bring Donna's g-string up a mountain in the middle of an ultra to get changed, get your kicked somewhere. Bro. It's a very particular fetish, that my friend. Um, but you didn't do it alone. You I were didn't. joined for the entire way by mm. JP, raising money, of course, for Make a Wish. The real reason why you guys were running over nine hundred pound. Raised uh, and pushing nine grand now is it all together JP for you? Yeah, absolutely shown phenomenal from everybody. So thank you, thank you to everyone listening who's donated as well. Well, absolutely overwhelming. Absolutely well deserved, if you ask me. I think you guys were incredible. If you do want to make a donation to the Make a Wish after hearing the rest of this segment and what the guys went through, which was I'm not I'm not joking. This isn't for the show. It was horrible absolutely horrible um it was amazing and they did it and they smashed it and they were incredible and it's well worth a few of your hard-earned shekels let's get him to a thousand pounds for this challenge i think it's about 9 30 as of speaking um so yeah we'll put the bio uh, in the bio we'll put the link and you can uh, you can donate to a very worthy cause um, in make a wish by doing so now uh, the, the the elephant in the room is yeah. that our our little pal jack penfold quickie mcgee um, you didn't quite run the 45 miles, did you, mate? Do you want to tell everyone what happened to you during the race? Um, it was a bit too cold. It was a bit too cold, and I basically quit at 26 miles after a chat with JP, Matt, and Rob. Uh, JP and Matt kept me going, basically, to that point. But from then, I was too cold. I couldn't have carried on, and I quit. But then I came in, cheered him on, and had a few beers, so didn't, everything was all right. Did an amazing job, and quit's the wrong word, because I, I, said, I said it to you yesterday that... It wasn't about whether or not you did the 45 miles. I think it was about how many checkpoints did you manage. And the fact that you did three was absolutely amazing. Talk me through, Jack, about where your head was at then. Um, Can you remember your headspace when you were getting to checkpoint three? Yeah, so we went went checkpoint one, which was fine. We saw Westy along the route. Didn't really rain much then, did it, Mm. to checkpoint one. Then from one to two, JP went and had a wee, and then I thought he had weed on me, but the rain was coming down. And since then, it was just relentless. We had... Bog from checkpoint one to two, and then two to three, we took a little wrong turn, which was which was fine, but it was just windy up there. And we saw one guy, and he's straight away he said, "I'm quitting," and I think it got in my head a bit, and I just couldn't keep warm. I was shaking my hands, I was like trying to bring my gloves out, I was just trying to do anything I could to keep warm, but I just couldn't. I think at that point, I thought if I go on, 
it's only going to get colder. I'm only going to get. I'm not going to get warmer. The sun's not coming out. Um, and then we were running down the hill, and even when we were going downhill and we were jogging, I was just on my own, like just in front in front of JP and Matt to try and get my head together. And it was like, no, there's no point carrying on. Mm. I, I think the key thing for me, though, mate, that is really worth pointing out. It's not just me trying to stroke your ego a little bit. I think it's worth mentioning for anybody, not just running a 45-mile ultra in the pissing down rain and wind, any distance, any race, any event that you've trained for, that you've put your, your kind of heart and soul and effort into preparing for, sometimes the strongest thing you can do is just say, today's not my day. Because I'm not being funny, mate. I saw you at checkpoint three, and you, you looked like a drowned rat. You were shivering, you were shaking. You're not a stubborn old git like these no. two. And you still had 20 miles to go, and you wouldn't have come down that hill. It was the right decision to stop, and it took a yep. lot of balls, and it took a lot of bravery to stand there, especially when your two mates are there going, no, we're cracking on. Yeah. And you just you, you threw the towel, and you said, no, not today, lads. I'll get it next time. And fair play to you, mate, because you still did absolutely amazing, mm. and we're all dead proud of you. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm going to, JP and Matt are going to come and do it with me in about four years' time. Fuck right. <laughs> <laughs> there's, 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 there's the F word. There's the F bomb for the day. The we're, we're, we're proud of you as well, Joe. I mean, when you, when you decided to to quit and not not quit when you just decided to you know call it a day quit I gave you a big hug and I got I got a bit emotional for you as well and it sent the shiver up my bike but yeah I think why why this isn't right for you right for you uh, as well as Wayne and um, and Alex as well they yeah. did awesome to get to where they were Karen. and Karen and Karen yeah, yeah. and awesome. Kate and Kate, yeah. yeah, yeah, and everyone else. I mean, this is the, this is the key thing, guys. I reckon seventy-five percent dropout rate, seventy percent dropout rate, something yeah, maybe a little bit, yeah, maybe a little bit less, less. Yeah. sixty maybe. So, like, if you're thinking three and five people didn't finish, and when by the time it got to, for anyone who doesn't know the route, so you, it's really hilly, it's it's all over the place, loads of elevation, really exposed to, to the conditions. There's, it's not gravel paths is it it's not tracks it's just w running across fields boggy mud underfoot and then you get to 32 33 miles in at checkpoint four and you've still got to run up pendle hill which is the big bit so uh, they were sending people around they weren't letting some people go up and you guys took your lives into your own hands right at the end didn't you in the dark getting over those getting over so those overflowing is, streams yeah. i think just you send it back to jack's point um th there was probably about a 45 minute Point where we were on these really awful moors and the, the just the relentless wind and the rain and we we all had a huds up and you know the, the whole idea of doing an ultra is it, it there's a camaraderie yeah. and yes we still have that but there was just that period where you were just in your own head because you know you had to stay in your own head or you, yeah, the conditions yeah, yeah. would just absolutely destroy you and you know the, I, same as Matt really I kind of got a bit emotional seeing Jack because he just looked at me and said I think I'm I'm done yeah. and and you know he looked dead down on himself. He's, you know, you've just ran thirty miles, pretty much yeah. in the well, just just under a marathon. Yeah. Sorry, Jack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, but you know, to actually do that and and to you know carry on through through that adversity, um, you know, it's yeah, testament to you. Yeah. yeah. The, the downside is that checkpoint four was really good. Um, you know, yeah. the, the wind died down and we had a great time, didn't we? Yeah. Taking all sorts of videos and singing yeah. and having, having a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Just That's before Pendle, yeah. which was terrific, <laughs> which, which, which was a bad finish. But it, here's the thing, though we've we've done a lot of uh, we've done a lot of circle jerking, lads. We've done a lot of uh, of self love for how well you all did. It would not be an episode of uh, of the What the Fartlet podcast without giving a certain little Ewok a little bit of grief. <laughs> so uh, let's funny. let let's let's just cover off the stupid things that. Matt did um, on up, up, up Pendle Hill. So, um, Matt, why don't you tell everybody about your compass? 
<laughs> I think we're about three, three or four miles four in. Four miles in. Four miles in. You couldn't get. Um, the, uh, the the wind and the rain started coming, so we just, I decided to everyone decided to get start getting the coats out and the, the waterproofs and stuff. And I wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry. Can I just add a little bit of context? Just, just, just to set the scene for you guys. Matt's about to tell this story. Um, everybody had to have a compass in the kit. It was part of the required kit in case you got lost. JP and Jack both brought what looked like a Boy Scout compass. What you'd expect out of a compass. It was about the size of a playing card. Had the compass built in. It was shaped. It had a lanyard round it and it was to stay on you. Matt's came out of a Christmas cracker. <laughs> Continue. That's exactly how I described it as well. It worked. It worked. <laughs> JP's pointed north and my also pointed north. It did, so it did work. Well, two minutes before the events that Matt's about to, um, to talk about and just to add a bit more context is that, I don't know, Rob would take it, Mick. Obviously not in those words. Mm. You, just paraphrasing. We've used our once word. I'm, sh- I'm sure my name was mud at the top of that oh, hill at a certain point. <laughs> and, and he said, I don't know what Rob's saying. This compass is all right. And he was showing me. And I said, yeah, the post point north. It's all right, is that? And then... Yeah, yeah then we got, like, got to got to four, mile, four miles in. We're up a pretty steep hill, pretty big hill. And we decided to get as ruck, as um, coats out or as rucksacks. And... I unclipped my, uh, my my rucksack, which the compass was attached to, not realising, and then by the time I was clipping my, uh, my rucksack back up after putting my coat on, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my compass. So just, just, for, just for clarity guys, Matt lost his compass four miles into a 45 mile ultra, <laughs> and it also came out with a Christmas cracker. Um, what happened to your water bottle, Matt? It got a hole in it. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, I takes you. Uh, I think a few minutes after that. Uh, no, I, 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 I felt something leaking from the from the mm. from the breast area where I put my water bottle. on, I'm thinking, what's, what's it? I give the water bottle a bit, a bit of a squeeze and it had a tiny hole in it that just kept dripping. Mm. I mean, it wasn't a, a official <laughs> rucksack water bottle. Yeah. It was an old. Yeah, crumpled. It was. It was. You, you know what? It was a classic example of Matthew Taylor with, that we had. Uh, everyone else was there with the with the with the bags with the yeah. water, the silicone water bottles that you know slotted in perfectly. I Matt, did find one though. Matt, Matt, Matt had an old five hundred ml bottle of Evian <laughs> attached to it. Uh, but I'll give you a little story about that. I couldn't bring myself to tell you on on the day uh, yesterday. So you when you text me and you said, "Look, we're close to checkpoint one. I've got a hole in the water bottle." They're not giving out plastic bottles. Can you go to the shop for me? Um, we were already at the checkpoint. We were in the middle of nowhere. There were no shops nearby. We couldn't risk missing you. You didn't. You didn't piss in it. Did you? Uh, I didn't. I didn't. It's, it's almost as bad. Um, so what, what? What then happened was I was like, Sammy, we've got any water bottles in the car, and Sammy said, Yeah, the lads both had a bottle of Coke Zero on the journey over. So us, uh, not Matt, the, the, our kids. And so I'm scrabbling around in the back of the car, and I find these two bottles, and they've both got a little bit of Coke in the bottom, right? And at that point, I remembered Harry threw up in one of the bottles. Oh. Shut up! <laughs> so he was having a drink of coke and he got a bit car sick, and he spat up into the bottle. And I was like, "Which one's the sick bottle?" He's just like, "I don't know." That's that's kind of um, vindication. For, Do you know what? It tasted alright. <laughs> There's a fifty-fifty chance yeah. you drank Harry's vomit. A bit like last week. Yeah, exactly with the vodka. Of the vodka. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, brilliant. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's that's. Can I tell the key story? Yeah, uh, yeah please. Yeah, yeah, this is. Terrible. How have we not known this before? It's this is unbelievable. This is, yeah, the things you find out on ultras. Mm. So, it was getting really, really cold, and I couldn't type on on my phone. So I asked Siri to call Keith Pickup, the legend that is my father. And Matt said, "Who are you calling, Keith?" And he, went, yeah, yeah, it's my dad. He went, "Oh, my dad's called Keith." Mm-hmm. And then Jack turned around. He went. My middle name's Keith. <laughs> and then me and Matt, in synchronisation, just went, 
So is ours. So we're all of our middle names are Keith. That's the things you find out about people yeah. at the top of a hill. Yeah. And, and Jack, just for putting it on record, has said that his firstborn is going to be called Keith. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Beth. You've got to say it like I say it. Keith. Oh, sorry, Keith. Beth. <laughs> sorry, Beth. Sorry, Donna. And sorry to any Keith's listening. Oh, yeah, Keith. Good, strong name, Keith. Terrible. Um, <laughs> baby, have, oh, baby Keith. If we have got any Keith's listening, message in, you can join the clan. Baby Keith Fartlek. Penfold. Oh, man. <laughs> Keith Fartlek Penfold. Keith Fartlek Pembroke. That is a um, strong that name. Strong name. Um, so basically, it was, it was amazing, guys. I mean, it, it wasn't fun, was it? Let's be honest. No, it no. wasn't fun. What was the least least fun part? The for first you? four or five miles were good fun. Yeah. yeah. And you then, falling over. It was, it was, it was, it was, unfortunately, it was a 45 mile race. Yeah. <laughs> Jack doing four minute miles down the hill and then tumbling <laughs> oh to the stop. <laughs> Look, JP, I'm running fast. Oh, my God. His legs are up in the air. Yeah. Until the rain hit, it was good fun, yeah. and then it wasn't. It started, yeah. But drink, drinking in the club. Was I, right. I, I just want to say thank you to to you guys as well for coming out. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, don't be Without your support, I think without you giving my feet a dry down, I don't think I can. <laughs> Putting your socks on for you at checkpoint oh, three—that's true love, isn't it? You asked me what my low point. Yeah. I think that was actually my low point. Yeah. I mean, it was quite low watching, like. There was some kind of erotic uh, tension there between <laughs> you when you were enjoying his feet. But just sitting there and seeing people waiting for taxis, seasoned yeah. ultra runners shaking and giving up at that yeah. point. Um, and we were shaking, and mm-hmm. you look me and Matt in the eye, and you're like, "Are you both all right?" And I don't think we were, no. but like you said, you're we're stubborn as anything. Yeah. And yeah, there was absolutely no way we were going to do that. Um, and actually, getting up pedal was probably one of the highlights because. They turned everyone else away, yeah. and mm. we wouldn't have actually we done the, the full pen away in a day. Probably quite dangerous on reflection. Oh, it, was, yeah. it, we, it absolutely was. Yeah. was. I, Pitch I, black. Said, I said to JP while we're Roaring up there, water. Somebody, somebody's going to get lost up here. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Everyone was okay, Hopefully, everyone got yeah, back to yeah, base yeah, camp. I think they made the right decision of closing that, that section off, to yeah, be honest. Totally agree. Yeah. 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 Uh, but not only that, the, the river overflowing as well, That was, the stepping stones, just, oh, we probably should have gone around there as well. We made. We made some not stupid decisions, but we could could have probably been wiser. Stupid decisions, <laughs> hilarious decisions. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I think we were that focused on getting done, mm. and that was the path. And we've actually googled the the uh, the river, and it's a beautiful little beauty spot. And there's these circular stones all the way across the river, and you know, in summer it's it's lovely. Whereas you know, nine o'clock on a Saturday night when it's absolutely chucked it down all day in February. They were all underwater, and you know we had to work link together. Up, link arms, link arms. To me, to you. <laughs> <laughs> we went full Barry, full Jerry and Paul. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. I'm gonna put on record now. I'm never doing that again. We'll see. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I'm fist bumping to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my patch, and that's it. I'm retiring right, yeah, from yeah, Pendle Way. You got your swimming certificate for finishing. But Jack's got to come back. Jack's yeah. got to come back. He hasn't finished it. Yeah. About five years time. Yeah. About five years. Yeah. Lou, Lou, and Lucy yeah. and Neil have got to come back yeah, as well. A few so people have said yeah. they want a second crack at it, um, and it is. You know, it's one of those events that had conditions been slightly better. Beautiful scenery. Like, I mean, it's easy for me to say, of course, because we're driving around in the car, but, you know, there were times when we'd get high up and you'd see down over Lancashire. It drops into Yorkshire at one point, doesn't it? It's right on the West Riding, so... um, East Riding. Um, And West Riding. West Riding, isn't it? Never East Riding. Wait, yeah, West Riding. Um, And um, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. But in the weather, the environment, the headspace you guys are in, 
I can't imagine it. You looked at much other than your feet for most of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One yeah. in front of the other. Yeah. Especially like, like say, up at up, up top of the pedal with the sideways rain and just in your own head. But as soon as we got down on the steps, it just went bliss. Mm. Yeah. Oh, after that, yeah, it was literally horizontal and it was just bagger in the side of your head. Was it once you got the cover from the hill behind you? Mm. Yeah, so as we, because it's quite a long flat bit and uh, I, I know that bit quite well because we, we go walking there quite a bit and the trick is very very close and it, it then just appeared because mm. uh, the fog had started yeah. to come down as well so you couldn't see more than like two meters in, in front yeah. of you as well and then you basically go down towards the steps and then you turn back on yourself and start your descent yeah. and then as soon as the hill because it was going over the top of us then and it was just peaceful yeah. <laughs> and of course the story to finish it that that leads segues nicely into as you were approaching down to checkpoint five which was uh, by a pub where well, we'd had a couple of beers waiting, um, and uh, and unfortunately, me and Paul, uh, desperate, I, w- I was playing the role of Donna, because Matt didn't have Donna there, so uh, me and Paul, significant others, we traipsed out into the, uh, into the where, we, where we assumed the path was waiting for you, at the time that we thought you'd be coming back, based on the pin drop that you sent. And um, and uh, it was uh, it was it was a bridge over a stream, and then a path that went off into the distance and up towards Pendle Hill. And um, my not the proudest moment in my life <laughs> was um, as I saw two head torches in the distance start coming towards me, and I'd, in my head I'd had it absolutely nailed on that they're going to take this long to do it. They're doing about this pace on the back basis of this pin drop. They should be coming any time now. Uh, there's a tall head. One of the head torches much higher up than the one in front, so that's definitely little and large. And as they were getting towards, I was like, I better encourage you a bit of GM on. And my exact wording was, Hey, is there a tiny twat there? <laughs> and uh, and it wasn't. It was just a little old woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have, I, the ground couldn't have swallowed me up quicker. I felt so bad. Um, and she she looked at me. If you're listening to this random lady, I'm so sorry. Uh, I thought you were Matt, uh, but I accidentally called you twat. <laughs> That's a nice rhyme. It's a nice ride. Thanks, mate. Um, but listen, just to finish off, a huge congratulations on behalf of all the Fartlek family to all of you guys. Uh, you've done absolutely incredibly. Uh, Matt and JP, of course, 45 miles, nothing short of incredible. Um, you guys are amazing. But that does not take away from the, compliments, the accomplishments of Jack, of Wayne, of Alex, of Karen, of Kate, who uh, didn't quite get to that finish line but certainly ran an incredible race at the same time. Those conditions were horrible, and uh, you've done us all immensely, immensely proud um, uh, with what you've achieved. So a huge well done from me. Like I said, thank you for joining us um, for a little bit of a chat about the day. Mm. You're going to stop taking piss out of me now? No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's, it's coming back twofold next back to week. Back normal no, this week. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll gloat this week then. Gloat this week, and then we'll be back, back to, to the tiny dancer jokes. Um, <laughs> So with that being said, Matt, I think the next thing we need to do is it's not just the uh, the aforementioned members of the Fartlek family who have done big things this weekend. There's also a big contingent of guys out of Jewsbury 10K today, yes. including, of course, Ben and Emma themselves. Uh, so should we get over, have a chat to them about how their race went and also about how we got on a um, park run this week? Yeah, let's do it. I think it's time for a park run story with Ben and Emma. Ben and Emma, are you there? We're here. Hello, hello. How are we doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. fine, yeah. Sound, just come back from a run with uh, Mr. Jordan Motes. That's Mr. his weekly shout-out. Oh, he's, he's got multiple weekly shout-outs as well because he was on pacing duty at Jewsbury 10K, along with, with you guys smashing it as well. Thank you very much, both of you. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was good to see him there. He ran, uh, he paced 40 minutes at Dewsbury and he did a good job. Yeah, he did pretty well. Mm-hmm. You, all, you, all did a, you, all, you all did a very good job. Lovely course, lo- lovely fast flat route. Is Well, it's not flat, but it, it's, not it's flat. a good one for a PB because you get the downhill all the way back in the back five, don't you? And unless you're dying in mile four and five like I was and you actually mm. start getting slower. Uh, despite it being downhill but yeah no it's it is a great course and there's always some rapid times run there so yeah but, yeah, uh, absolutely. yeah. If, if you can time it right i always think it's quite similar to sheffield 10k in that sense if you can if you if you can get the energy expulsion rate correct in the uphill bit then you can really get the gains back in the downhill can't you absolutely absolutely yeah but no it just didn't work like that for me no but you still went sub 40 minutes so yes. hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it, but it was a lot harder than it should have been, but so be it, I can't complain, I got it, so I'm happy, I'm happy. Absolutely nailed it, and so did you, of course, Emma, how did you find it? Um, yeah, horrible. <laughs> the, I, mean, the, I mean, the weather was pretty bad up that hill in the northwest that we were, it wasn't much better in, in West Yorkshire, was it? It wasn't as bad as Lincoln 10k, but the, the headwind, because you just straight out, it was just... Yeah. You went under the first bridge within 100 metres. You go under a bridge and turn around to your right and yeah. you just got blasted with a gust of wind. And uh, yeah, it was pretty much for the mile three, just as you get into the turnaround point, it was just headwind all the way up there as well. But the heavens did open at the start, but they disappeared after about half halfway through the first out bit. So yeah. it wasn't yeah. too bad rain wise, uh, but wind, wind was I've, pretty bad. I've got a question. Matt, are you there? I'm here. How does it feel, people moaning about the weather on a 10k? <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to say anything. He don't run 10ks not... anymore. No, he doesn't. He's an ultra runner. <sighs> he is. Um, if anyone mentions the weather ever, ever for a, a anything other than a half marathon or marathon, I'm going to drop kick him. Anything other than gale force <laughs> winds up a mountain. Um, <laughs> you all did amazing, but it wasn't just. Dewsbury 10k guys because uh, whilst we were watching Matt struggle around 45 miles um, in Lancashire you guys were well not being able to do part run although I, I probably could have done part run reflection we drove past Clitheroe part run after we dropped him off at the start line about 10 to 9 and I thought if I'd planned this better I could have gone and done Clitheroe part run never mind though uh, you guys of course flew the what the fuck like flag uh, where did you go this weekend so we couldn't venture very far this weekend. Um, bit disappointing, but it turned out all right. So let me tell you. So the house that I'm selling, it's going to go through before the end of the month, they reckon. And we're away for the next two weekends. So the the weekend gone was our last chance to get everything out. So I'd hired a skip. So I needed all the time I could get to fill that skip on Saturday. Because obviously Dewsbury on Sunday. Um so we stayed local and we wanted flats because of obviously the race and just 20 minutes up the road from us is Penniston Park Run. Yes. Um, not 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 unless you are um uh asking the satnav lady because what does the satnav lady call it? Penis tone. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things go on carry on sorry so yeah it's only 20 minutes away from us uh nice easy one to get to it's very flat you start on a grassy field you do one lap of the field and then you join onto the trans pennine trail 
which is just flat all the way out. You go to halfway, you turn round, you come all the way back, and then you do another half a lap round the field and into the finish. Simple as you like, flat as you can get, very windy. And, we, and, we, and, you get, and, and, and you get a picture with a sign that says penis at the end. Well, I've got a story That's about the that. Only good thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us. So we were there at the start and you could see the purple sign. Uh, we thought, oh, we'll get it afterwards. We'll take it afterwards. So we've done the park run. Um, we crossed the line at the finish and I'm like, right, purple sign, where are you? So I thought, oh, it's not here at the finish. Now, the start was down the bottom of the field. The finish is at the top of the field. So I'm looking, I'm like, I can't see the purple sign. So I thought, I'm not having this. It's definitely here somewhere. I need to know where it is. I looked at the bottom of the field. It wasn't there. I thought, they've bloody put it away already, haven't they? So me being me, I went up to the run director. Question. I said, excuse me, mate. I said, uh, where's the purple sign? He goes, oh, my mum's put it away. It's in a car now. I said, oh, right. Uh, any chance of getting it back out? He goes, no, no. My mum's... Um, my mum's there handing out tokens at the finish. So if you're happy to wait until the last person comes in, we can get it out of the car. I went, well, can't you just go up to her and get her car keys off her? <laughs> then <come in. laughs> and he goes, he's there with his clipboard and he's like, no, no, I've, I've got to write some stuff down on here. Now, what I think he was actually doing was he was a run director in training because he just had the regular purple volunteer vest on. And the right. guy next to him had the, the white and blue run director jacket on. Yeah, the grown-up run director jacket. Yeah, we'll call it that, yeah. Um, so I, I just said to him, well, can't you pass it to this chap? So I said to the chap in the run director vest in jacket, I said, excuse me, mate, is it all right if he just comes and gets the purple sign out of the car? He's like, <laughs> so reluctant to get this purple sign out of the car. And he's like... He's like, well, I'll have to go and interrupt my mum. I was like, go on then. Uh, <laughs> so, so at this point, Emma stood about 20 metres away, giving me... Oh, she's getting further and further away, and she wants the ground to swallow her up. I was catching up with some friends, and I was aware that Ben was up to something. <laughs> So, so, so the the actual run director took the clipboard off him, and he went and got his keys from his mum, and uh, he he starts slowly walking down to his car. So I'm walking with him. <laughs> See him and all <laughs> Yeah, I thought, come on, let's go. So off he <laughs> down the field to his mum's car. He got it out the car, and he's like, um, uh, "Do you fancy donating some money towards Peniston Park Run for me doing this for you?" I went, "Yeah, sure, of course I will." Thinking, why, why would I want to donate money? Just because you wanted to clear up and get away early. Um, I need this purple sign. I said to him, I'm a tourist. I like my signs. I need a purple sign. <laughs> I need my sign. I get, I, and, I bet, and I bet you said it with such a straight face as well. I like my signs. Oh, like, that's a perfectly normal fucking thing to say to somebody. <laughs> I bet you were thinking, oh, you're a fucking sign. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, I'm tell you, wherever we go, I, I need the purple sign. And uh... it's no joke; it's completely serious. No, I know, I, I know, I know. That's why I'm laughing so hard. That I know that he didn't mean it tongue in cheek in the slightest. I have a follow up question. Mm hmm. Because I assume then you will have taken your picture. Well, I know you then took your picture with the sign. Um, <laughs> scale of one to ten, Emma. Yeah. How uncomfortable did it feel taking that photo with that bloke watching you? 
It wasn't bad because it turned out that there was a bunch of people there from Scotland and they were right. so happy that the sign was there. They're like, oh, the purple sign. So it ben, was <laughs> my hero. Don't worry. That, that only vindicates his actions and makes him do it more, though. There you go. I will do it at every single park run. Don't you worry. So, so I'm, I'm there putting the sign up so that we can take pictures and all these other people are jumping in before I've got my picture. And then when we come to take the picture, there's some people stood there, like, in shot. So I went, excuse me, do you mind? And then I, I think they realised that we were we were having some fun with it because... I think it, they realised that you had some real problems and moved. I've got a list of them if you want them. Probably haven't got time in this uh, podcast. Uh, so... But, I love you so much. <laughs> but um, one of the main reasons I wanted to put that sign is because of the first five letters of that because sign. Because it says penis, yeah, obviously. That's why I'd want it as well, yeah. So, as as you know, the other week we went to Scunthorpe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've now done Peniston. Yeah. Um, which means that we only need one more for the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, of um, what? What's the actual trilogy called? I don't know what it's called. I'm just going to say rude body parts. Rude body parts. Right. So we need one more, and um, we will be getting that one on the 26th with your fine selves. Yeah, boy, we're going to clip the row. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. You can wait now. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I thought I, I thought it was pronounced clit throw. Oh, did no? you? Well, you thought you thought it's pronounced. Wait, 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 wait. You thought it was pronounced clit throw, as in throwing a clit. <laughs> you, you're you're worse than him. You're oh, shut up, Matt. Terrible. Right. So tell us, uh, how, how did uh, the, the old part run bingo go, guys? Anything? Any scores on the doors? Oh, tell him. You tell him. It's angered me. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best one of these we've ever done. Carry on. Tell me, Emma. Please tell me. Well, he he slowed down, slowed down for the finish to make sure he got his stopwatch bingo. Um, And of course, they messed up the results. Or somebody messed up the results. Maybe somebody crossed the finish line twice or whatever. Um, So he didn't get it. I crossed that line. (laughs) I was walking towards them with about 10 metres to go, and I'm like, you need to stop that on 09. (laughs) So so I'm walking towards them, and I crossed on 09, position 66 or whatever it was. I'm there. Yes, nailed it. Got another stop. Later in the day, I'm, I'm stressed as it is, having to cart all this heavy stuff from the house down to the skip. I get a text message on my phone. Your position, your time in position 64. I'm thinking, I'm not 64. I was 66. Oh, God. In position 64 is 28.59. I'm like, oh, having a laugh. What has gone on there? I'm, I had, I would definitely 09. Um, and I, I, if if I wasn't busy, I'd have been that frustrated that I'd have emailed them in. But I. I <laughs> Could, could you imagine that poor bloke? He's just finished getting all the stuff out of the back of his mum's car. <laughs> he gets into an email from you. To whom it may concern. 
Wait a minute, he's done that on purpose thinking about it, <laughs> hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I've done it all three. Make me get the sign out. <laughs> oh, just you wait. I might go back this Saturday. Oh, no, you won't. You don't go to the same place twice ever. Oh, brilliant. 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 Absolutely phenomenal. Did you guys, I assume if it was a busy old Saturday, then maybe no uh, locals go and get a coffee afterwards? No, no. no. There's we... some uh, lovely little cafes in the village for breakfast, but we just didn't have time to yeah. go. Yeah. If anyway, it's... It's a nice part of the world, isn't it? Yeah. Peniston, lovely. Yeah, really nice. You've got, you've got fields and hills all around you and it's a lovely um some of the buildings and houses are made out of really nice stone and i'd love to give you what the name of what stone it is but yeah it's beautiful around there so penis stone isolated because it's uh right up on the hill so it gets snow quite often mm-hmm. when i was driving from... eh? it sounds horrific hills and fields <laughs> You he's, love- he's 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 having flashbacks. <laughs> it is, it is. It just needs PTSD. That he's done an ultra every five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's getting old now. I'll be honest. I started on Saturday like in awe of him. Like, oh, my mate is just an absolute superhero. It's now Wednesday, and I think he's going on about it a bit too much. If I'm honest. <laughs> well, I've mentioned it a few times. Never oh, man. Never gonna... You've only mentioned it a few times. Behave, Keith. Right. Okay. <laughs> um so uh amazing amazing story so in terms of a whistle stop tour summary of anyone who's thinking of doing peniston park run um if you're yorkshire based it's fairly local it's a quick one um it's in a beautiful part of the world you can get the sat nav lady to say penis um it, it so there's a lot of benefits only downside is that you might have to harass someone to get the purple sign yeah yeah absolutely and so you should And so you should, Ben. Never change. I love you. Um, uh, Quick one then before we let you guys go. Park Run Cup Round 2 is in full swing. Uh, Not really seen a ton of activity. People probably uh, other things to do this first weekend, maybe gearing themselves up. Although a good bit of banter from old Byron and uh, who is it? Is it Byron and Papa Penfold that are head to head? Absolutely loving that. There's just daily daily posts why don't each other up going out and doing speed sessions yeah smash out this part run so yeah i can't wait to see how they get on both uh, whipping out their expensive shoes and yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what we wanted to see and uh, i know for instance jordan he's up against mr neil pacey and uh, i believe there's a bit of to and fro going on there as well and uh, yeah there'll be a lot going on behind the scenes that we haven't seen yet we didn't see too many efforts in week one but that's fine that's okay people have only just gone out and smashed pbs at the end of round one so might be saving themselves i've had a few people message me and say i'm only going to get one one chance this month uh, or it's going to be on this date that I'm going to put my effort in. I, I know Marco Del Wazio, I know when he's going for his. Jordan, Jordan Moat, he's off for his effort this weekend. Yep. I think Joanna Gibson. Mr Simon Grace. Mr. I, I'm escorting Mr Simon Grace to Poolsbrook. Ah, for a good go. Okay. For a good go it is on Saturday morning. Nice, nice. That'll be Matt, a good one. That's nice when, when, when are you doing yours, Matt? Uh, I was thinking about doing it last Saturday, but I was a bit busy doing an ultra. I don't know if I mentioned it. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, no, you hadn't said anything. No, you hadn't <laughs> mentioned it. I don't know. I think not, not, not this weekend. Certainly not this weekend after last week's uh, efforts, but probably end of the month, last, last Saturday in the month. After but... last week's, you know, ultra. <laughs> hey, Matt, you can talk about it all day because I've done one as well, and these people just don't understand. Yeah. 
the the pain and the heartache we go through and the and the the pride oh. we get and the sense of achievement, mate. It's, you know, That's unbelievable, isn't it? I think it's jealousy, to be honest, Matty. I think it's jealousy. <laughs> you, say, you, you say I don't know about it. I do know about it. He's dissected it in minute levels of detail to me over the last four days. Matt, you can come <laughs> round and talk to me about it if you want, don't oh, worry. I'd love to. Let, let's, discuss, let's sit around discussing manly stories and talk about ultras. And in the manly morning, stories. I'm making waffles. <laughs> 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 right. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I think that's the like, where you go. You've got to end the segment with Matt uh, saying in the morning I'm making waffles. I don't think we can go anywhere from that. Um, uh, so uh, with that being said, Ben, Emma, thank you so much. You're on your travels again next weekend. Uh, excited to hear all about where you go. You're all over the country this morning. Uh, yeah. 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 Next ne- couple of weeks. Next two weekends. Yeah. This weekend we're uh, visiting a fellow Fartlake family member, Mr. Neil Marshall. Uh, we're heading up his his way, and the following weekend we are journeying over to the west of the country. In fact, we are going over to Wales, um, so it's not just our country. Uh, and we will be stopping and doing a park run on the way over. So, uh, yeah. Am I, to... am I am I right in thinking then that this in February it's going to be four weeks, four four park runs, four counties, two countries. Lancashire, Exum, yeah. Yes, correct. That's pretty exciting. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting about. We're getting about, we are. You absolutely are. And we can't wait to hear more about it with more stories about Ben chasing purple signs. Um, Guys, that's it. Going to get back to your busy evenings. But before we do, uh, just help me in introducing our main event, our big guest. We're going to be talking to Mr. Gary Reader. Uh, old Robo Dad runs about how he's gone from total hip replacement on one side to running bloody forever to broke old hip replacement on the other side. It's all machine now, but great story, great bloke, and we're going to find out all about him. What do you reckon? We get over and have a chat with him. I'm ready for this one. Right then, you lovely lot. Today we are taking a famous line from cinematic history and applying it to a real-life running pal. We are saying we can rebuild him. We have the technology as we talk to a guy who, despite a total hip replacement, is a six-star finisher amongst countless other marathons and other achievements, who is currently in the process of rebuilding again with no signs of letting adversity impact his ambitious goals. Today, my friends, I'm talking to Mr. Robo Dad Runs, otherwise known as Gary Reader. Gary, how are we doing today? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, no, no. Absolute pleasure. Uh, Really excited to talk to you. Loads to get through, loads that you've been through and loads that you've achieved. Can't wait to get into it, but let's start where we start all of these conversations. Why don't you just, for anyone who might not know you, who might not be aware of your story, follow you on Instagram. How did you get into running, man? Tell me a bit about how the journey started. Well, uh, in my younger days, I was a decent runner. I was a good track runner at school. I ran for my local club, which was Enfield Harriers back in the day. Um, and I was a good, good runner. I was county level. I, I nearly made it to English schools. I, I made it through position, but not through time. And um, yeah, that was my level. Um, but social life and um, football, the dreaded football got in the way. Yeah. And, I, and I, I gave up running. And then fast forward to 2011, which I hadn't ran for nearly 20 years. I, I got given a place in London Marathon by my work and their charity. And yeah, I, I had 13 weeks notice to get ready. And um, that was that. I, I started running again. I, I did it. 
I hated it. It killed me. I was, oh, I said never again. And no, that was a lie. I, I, I now I just couldn't get enough of it. Um, I did it again in 2013. Um, in the meantime, I ran some halves and 10 Ks. Um, my arthritis had kicked in by then though. And, um, it was a short lived comeback. Um, and, uh, I, I had a, my first total hip replacement in 15. But after that, I really threw myself into it. And um, yeah, I've not, I've not stopped until the other hit went last year. Absolutely. Uh, a whistle-stop tour, but let's let's go into it in a bit more depth and a bit more detail. So talk to me about those early running memories then. So you said that the first London marathon in 2011, you tend to hear when people come on this show, a lot of people have the first marathon be in London and that's, that's just the one that gets them and it's, it's Tower Bridge and it's the finish and it's the crowd and it's everything. Was it not quite... As, as, as quick of a hook for you then on the back of that first marathon? Or, or was it more just that the pain of actually doing the marathon maybe superseded it at first? The pain. The pain. I'd, I'd never experienced anything like it. It was, I mean, the crowds, it was mind-blowing. You, you, you know, you're, you're a celebrity that day. You, you, the crowd just cheering you on. And, and, and yeah, I'd, I'd started at the top. Like, I mean, London Marathon is one of the world's best. It's mm. renowned for its crowds and they didn't disappoint However, the, the pain at the end where I just wasn't prepared for it, mm. uh, it just, it just, cool. I can't, uh, some of your listeners and followers will know it, it was just unbelievable. And I finished and I said never again. And that was the biggest lie I'd ever said. Yeah. It didn't take me long and I was trying to sign up for more and more and more. Yeah, so, the, uh, the, the, the bug gets you eventually, doesn't it? Um, cool. So my, my, I guess my first question then, linking into the start of the story, you said that the pain and that kind of thing, was the pain on the back of that, during that first marathon, was that just linked to general first marathon naivety and 20 mile wall and all that kind of thing? Or is the arthritis something that you've suffered with all your life? So yeah, the, the, the pain was the stereotypical, I hit the wall at 19, 20 miles. I wasn't prepared for it. I, I hadn't done no official training. I was thought I was clever enough that I could just put it together myself. My, my arthritis, I'd already been diagnosed, so it wasn't the brightest thing I'd ever done, but I'd, I'd just retired from football, um, but I thought I could do it. And I, and I did do it. I got round. I got round in a fairly respectable time. Um, it, it was just, it was a combination of the lot. Um, but it was a standard, the, the wall, the wall hit me. Yeah. I, I hadn't, you know, knowing what I know now about running, I would have trained totally different. I would have, I would advise people different, but at the time I, I did it all on my own. I didn't seek advice. Um, and, and I just went for it and mm. paid the price with yeah. pain. I, I think we all, we all have that first marathon uh, pain. Yeah. Um, everyone realizes the things they do differently. That's why we do a second one, isn't it? Um, yeah. uh, talk to me then about how that developed then from 2011 to ultimately the first hip replacement like did 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 you did the arthritis just become sort of more degenerative a bigger part of sort of what you could feel and what you're experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis or did it kind of hit you out the blue when they were like actually we, we need to take your hip no the, the second time round, which i'm doing now that hit out the blue but the yeah. first time round, that that was a six-year sort of progression from diagnosis to op um okay. I was 34 when I got diagnosed and I had the op in um, May 2015. So 2013, which was my second London marathon, I was fairly 
quite a way down the road of um, needing a hip replacement. Um, and, I, and I shouldn't have done 2013. A, a lot of people were telling me I should, I should pull out. I, I struggled with my training. That the, the distances in training are, are gone. The I hadn't trained six months, uh, six weeks, sorry, before it. Uh, but I was doing it for charity. I had a charity place and I'd raised a lot of money and I, and I wasn't going to pull out. Um, that 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 was a tough day, the second one. But I I fully expected it to be. I, I turned up, hadn't ran for six weeks. I was struggling to walk. But people were telling me I was crazy, I was mad, but it was for charity and I went ahead for it. But that was sort of the end of my running journey until until I got the off done in the in in the fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So in two thousand and fifteen then, um it's interesting because I was kind of expecting to come on to ask you how did you feel facing into that operation in 2015? You know, kind of the stark reality of I'm having my hip replaced. And I do still want to know about that. But from what you've said there, it feels like maybe it was less of a shock and less of a, oh my God, I've got to do this. And more, that's my path to getting back to normality. Yeah, the the op was a long time coming. Uh, the, the, the surgeon, I've I, I been assigned to him quite early on. Um, they didn't want to operate on me on the basis that I was so young for, mm, for that yeah. sort of operation. I stubbornly had got into my head, I don't want the op done in my 30s. I, I don't want it done till I'm 40. But it, it got to the point where the pain and the ability to walk was unbearable. I, I was on two sticks. I, I, I piled on the weight. Wow. Um, okay. and, it, and it got to the point where I couldn't take the pain anymore. It was, it was horrendous. And the surgeon on the last meeting I had with him looking at the x-ray knew the pain I was in seeing the state I was in so it was yeah it was agreed that bang you're gonna, you're gonna get it done and it and it happened to be they, the date they gave me which was the January of 15 originally it was a month after my 40th birthday so it sort of fitted um, but the operation itself then which now is a blessing in disguise got cancelled the day before um, my local hospital where I was having it done um, cancelled all non-life-threatening operations, which meant I had to sit and wait uh, till about May. Uh, but in the meantime, between that January and May, a new hip came out. Um, the surgeon, you know, my, my, my two young kids came with me when I had the next meeting with the surgeon. He, he called them in because he was telling them Daddy is going to be space age because NASA had developed the metal. Yep. The ceramic, the ceramic, they the same was proving to be unwearable and they were still testing even though they'd released it um, and I simply made the comment almost jokingly does that mean I'll be out of run again and he said well yeah in theory you should be able to so I, I sort of took the decision that I would try running again if I ever had a pain out the hip I'd stop and to this day that hip replacement I've never had a pain out of it wow incredible so so I'm, I'm right in thinking then that rewind to 2013 2014 when you're on the walking sticks you piled the weight on in your head you're you're never running again that's done yeah. that that, yeah. that chapter in your life's closed yeah 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 I, I, there's 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 a bit of history in my family of hip replacements and yeah sport was out the window but obviously technology has, has moved on a, a hell of a lot and um yeah i mean even like i said if i'd have had the hip replacement done when i was meant to have it done I might not have been running now. I don't, I don't know. But, but the new one that's come out is a total different 
piece of technology and mm-hmm. you know I've I, on on this hip that I've had done in 15 since then I've done 14 marathons four ultras and like I said thousands of miles of training never felt a thing and, I, and, I'd, and I'd said if I did feel a pain I'd stop and yeah, yeah so. awesome awesome so uh, so I'm guessing that maybe the statement from the doctor on the back of that jokey comment of yeah you know what you might be able to run again let's let's see what happens did that drive you on through your rehabilitation then did that make rehabilitation a little bit easier a little bit you know something to focus on to be like i'm going to try and get back out there and start pounding that tar back most definitely i i had my weight had gone terrible and i had it in my head that as soon as i can i am getting fit again and the running was the route i chose and i mean they they it, what he did say to me was, you know, the first six weeks are going to be tough, but we, well, they cut your muscles off. And he, and, he, and he said to me, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a 95-year-old man or, or the fittest 20-year-old on the planet, but they take six weeks to knit back together. Yeah. And it was literally a light switch moment at six weeks I took off. I, I was just, I was walking. I was walking as far as I could. I was doing all the exercises they gave me. And eventually, I started running again. You know, a walk would, it would involve a 100-yard run. But the next day, it would be a 200-yard run. And eventually, I remember that the biggest moment, I got to a mile. And I was like, this is not hurting. It's just my fitness now. Um, so I signed up for a 10K. Um, it was, you know, it was a, a little local one. It was five months after the op. And I did it. No pain. And that then turned into, right, I'm going to sign up for a half marathon now. Did that. That was... Um, that was a really good one. That was at North London and it finishes in Wembley Stadium. Oh, yeah. So grill. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a big event. And of course, I'm getting sucked in by the crowds now. Yeah. So then I applied and got a place at um, New York for the end of 2016 marathon. Excellent. Excellent. And this is where, because of course, you've already run London um uh so a couple of times. And this is yeah. this is where the uh the realization of what uh, the Abbott World Majors are and what being a six-star finisher might mean maybe starts coming into your line of sight. So talk to me about New York. How was that experience? So, yeah, New York, I, 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 it was 18 months after the op. So I, I, I trained well. I was running well. Um, still done it on my own at this point. I still hadn't joined any club. I was still thought I knew everything. Yeah. Um, didn't really research New York thought it was a nice flat marathon, which some of your listeners might tell you that, no, it's not a nice flat marathon. Um, but I went, I went solo. It was the first time I travelled abroad on my own. Um, and, I, and I did, uh, a couple of days before, I did a solo boat trip out to the Statue of Liberty. And the, the guy that on the boat, there was a Mexican lady there, and she was running the marathon as well. And he sort of paired us up. And she was the one that told me about the majors that she was trying to complete. And at that time, I looked it up. It was like 1,500 people in the world ever had completed it. And I sort of made the decision there and then, I'm, I'm going to have a go at that. I fancy a bit of that. And um, so I did, yeah. So New York was the, the second one of the majors I'd done. It was only my third marathon. But that was, yeah, I'd made the decision there and then that I fancied the, going for it. That's, that, that, that's the next plan. So what came next then? London, New York, what was number three? So Berlin, I did in uh, 17. Yeah. Um, what a city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Berlin, I was 17. And then 18, I went to Chicago and had an absolute disaster out there. 
Now, um, I've, got, I've, I've got a question for you. Sorry to butt in because we've had yeah. quite a few people who are either six-star finishers on or who are in the process of doing the six-stars. And I, um, Chicago is so, seems to be so polarizing. The route, the course, the city, the, the fans, the people. People either love it or they absolutely despised it. How was, I, I know you're saying that you didn't have the best time, but I don't know whether that was because of this or because of something that happened with you. But what did you think of the race itself? So, well, Chicago, to me, the, the city was unbelievable. I okay. loved it. I, I okay. it. If, I, the way I would describe it, it's like a smaller version of New York. It's not as intense as New York. You, you need a bit of time in New York to see New York. Chicago is a smaller scale version. The race itself, I loved it. Absolutely okay. loved it. It was the crowd. It was on par with London in terms of noise. It, it, the, the, I mean, the, there's not as many sites, um, but you don't actually see that many sites when you run London, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But the, the race itself, I loved it. And I, and I went back the following year, but that was because I had to write the wrong from 2018. Which um, So basically, 2018, I also signed up for the Chicago International 5K, which is the day before the marathon. So the, the idea of it is to promote um, to, to, to togetherness around the world. You, you wear your country's colours. So proudly got myself a Team GB vest, 5K, little cruise, a couple of hundred yards from the finish. I, I hopped up a curb to overtake a, a British girl wearing the same vest as me. And as I passed her, I said, come on the brick, but I didn't get the word bricks out. I screamed and I tore my Achilles. Oh, man. Uh, ended up on the floor, a couple of hundred yards from the finish, got taken away by the medical people. Couldn't believe what was happening. I was in absolute pain. They were telling me I've torn my Achilles straight away. I was trying to tell them, no, it was the calf hurting, but it turned out it was the muscle in the calf that the Achilles was pulling on. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, I, I, I ended up in this absolute dilemma. I, did, I was in bits. I did not know what to do. I couldn't walk. I went to see that day. I went down to the expo and went to see Abbott's and just said to him, look, you know, I've flown halfway around the world. If I, if I crawl on my hands and knees tomorrow and it takes me nine, ten hours, will you still give me the star? And they explained that, no, <laughs> um, right. you've got to get a finish time for us to issue the star. The course, I think, if I'm, I think I'm right in saying Chicago, that after six hours, they don't have to keep the course open. They right. can shut the course. It's, it's their, their discretion. But Abbott's will only give you the star if you get an official finish time. So if you finish after the, court, the, the finish line's gone, you don't it get the star. It doesn't count. No, so I didn't know what to do. I was in bits, absolute bits. I, I turned up the next morning filled myself not advisable don't try this at home kids but i you can buy naproxen over the counter in america and i'd chucked quite a few naproxen down my neck i strapped it up and tried to hop round. um it was absolute agony. i mean i was in tears i was in tears of pain i was in tears of absolute you know i'd flown to chicago I was looking forward to doing it and i sort of sort of give it a go i, I sort of walked hot the first three miles and Oh, it took me well over an hour to do three miles and I just thought this isn't going to work. So I started doing this sort of hopping running motion where I'm literally dragging my left leg behind me and sort of got moving and the pain was no worse and I just kept going and um, got round. I got round in I think about five hours, 20. Wow. But the pain was out of this world. But I got it done and yeah, got my star 
and that was it. But the following year, I, I went back to try and write that wrong. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd a proper go at it. Um, and then yeah. that, of course, is going to bring us on to the to Tokyo. Um, yes. Which is obviously your last but one. We'll get to Boston in a yeah. minute, of course, the, the big daddy. But um, Tokyo is pretty special, isn't it? That was one of the best trips you know, I could possibly imagine. I mean, I often get asked, what's the best major? And it depends on what, the, what you, you, you want to talk about. Um, as a trip, for me, Tokyo was probably the best one. I, th I think probably because, you know, the American ones, we, half our television's American-based. They speak the same language. You go over there. And it's, America, I find, I mean, I've been to a few places in America, but it's as you expect it to be. You know, Berlin, it's just over the water. It's not that far away. You know, it was part of Europe. It's, it, again, it's not a big culture shock. I've got to Tokyo and everything's different. And it... Yeah. I wouldn't use the word culture shock, but it, it was a massive change and you knew it. And it, do you know what? I spent five days there and I wish I spent 25 days there. It was a phenomenal place. And a couple of my friends stayed and toured and, and I really regret not doing that. But the, the trip itself was amazing. And, and I've met some amazing people out there um, that I'm still in touch with now. And yeah, I mean, the weather, the weather of the, the course was Oh, I made big mistakes. We got held for about two hours before the start in a holding area and it was below freezing. I had shorts and a vest and a bin bag on and I was frozen. Um, and the thing that sticked out about that to me and, and, and talking about culture change is over the tannoy, which was on repeat and they're doing your, your safety announcements and you know, various procedural announcements. Because every so often they would give you an earthquake warning announcement. Which is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> so that, that was a shock, but yeah, phenomenal place, Tokyo. The crowd, again, with, with the other crowds, amazing noise. And you know, with Tokyo, didn't I know what they, they were screaming and shouting at you? I didn't have a clue what they were saying, and it yeah. and it just added to an amazing experience. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I loved it. I loved it, and, and and I will go back one day and do it again. Yeah. So it's a wonderful city, and I think I think it's yeah. great that within the world majors there is that one. Place. Yeah. As, I, I, as a Westerner, there is the one yeah. place that you can go that is a complete juxtaposition in terms of how they live, how, what they eat, what, how, you know, the language, the, everything about it is just a million miles away from, from, from what we're used to. And it's such yeah. a wonderful experience, I imagine. It's something I'd love to do. Uh, wonderful. That takes us through, of course, to Boston then. And again, yeah. I, I, hear, I, I hear different <laughs> things about Boston sometimes. People are like, you get your BQ and it's a bit of an anticlimax, but some people absolutely adore it. So what was your experience of the day at Boston? Boston was strange. The, the whole trip, I was going there for my six star. I, I was, you know, I was buzzing to be given the chance. I, I, I you know, I, I couldn't time qualify. Um, I, I, I got lucky. I got a tour place. That was my lottery win. Mm -hmm. um, but the, what I found about Boston, I mean, it's the smallest one of the big six. But it's just something in the air. It was just the most surreal experience. It's, it's the, if I talk to anyone and they, and they you know, they, they want to know about, Mar I will say, go and do Boston. That's, your, that's, in my opinion, the best marathon in the world. It's the oldest marathon. It's probably, you know, argue, you can argue it's the most prestigious. Mm -hmm. But it's a strange one. It's, I mean, it's only in the last couple of miles that's actually in Boston. They, they ship you out on school buses, which is just the most amazing experience as well. You're on yeah. these yellow American school buses. They ship you out 26 miles to Hopkinton and you run back to Boston. To Boston. And you're running through 
quiet areas. They're quite affluent areas. Um, but they make it, and, and the crowd's not like your London, your New York, Chicago. Yeah. It's quite sparse, but it's different. And you're going past some real nice big houses and they're having parties. And it's just different, but it's amazing. And it, I mean, my hairs are standing on them now just thinking about it again. It's, it's, oh, I'd do anything to go back there. I, I, if I, I, I knew it was going to be special, but I didn't know how special it was. And then when you actually get back to Boston, and you, you do the famous right into Hereford Street, turn left into Bolson Street. The noise, oh, it's, oh, it blew, I was pulling my eyes out trying to run down that last half mile. And, and then you've got the history of the, the bomb attack in 2013. And, yeah. Yeah, that brings it in. You're running past, they're, they're actually, when I did it, they're building a memorial. But obviously, as a marathon runner, you're all aware of what happened. And it does make you think that could have been any one of us. We're all yeah. you know, normal people. And, it was sad, sad and it made you think and you do have a little moment as you run past it but the, the, the whole experience of the way I look at it is like if someone came into London to do the London Marathon and they landed at Heathrow Airport or Gatwick would you know the London Marathon was on and whereas you, you landed at Boston and complete strangers were coming up to you yeah, have you come to run our marathon and yeah. thank you for coming and there were signs up everywhere and everywhere you went you knew the marathon was yeah. on yeah. and it, it's yeah, it's different. It's smaller, but there's something special about it, and and that that will always be my favourite race, without a doubt. It is incredible. And and of course, the race that led to you becoming a world major six star yes. finisher. And huge yeah. congratulations for such an incredible achievement. Now I know that 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 is not your only achievement in running. You've done like you alluded to a lot of marathons. You've also tried to hand ultras, and we could get into all of that, but we're going to run out of time, man, because we've already been going for so long. One thing that I really do want to talk about, though, because it's probably quite an interesting timing, I think, for anybody who finished that journey around the time that you did. So 2019 was your Boston Marathon finish, wasn't it? Um, yes. You'll have been doing, you'll have been on the grind, as we say, for the world majors for so long. You come out the back of that, that's done, it's ticked, move on to the next challenge, then all of a sudden lockdown hits. How was that for you? Awful, absolutely awful. Um, the start of 2020, I'd had a big lull after Boston. It was very hard to pick myself up again. Um, and I decided to sort of concentrate on my times. You know, I'm, I'm getting older. I'm coming up to 50 now. I decided that, you know, where I was so good when I was young, I can't remember the times that I was running, but it was more track running. Yeah. Um, and I obviously, after a hip replacement, I'm not at that level again. But I decided to concentrate my times. I, I got my... 10k and my half marathon times to down probably quicker than I thought I could but marathon had always haunted me that I, I messed it up I got my tactic wrong I trained wrong I had bad luck on the day and I decided to go for it um, so at the start of lockdown I was currently in training for the Brighton marathon and London marathon um, and I was on form I was running the best I've ran since I've come back to running and then lockdown come in um, my club were brilliant. They, I, by this time, I joined the club. Um, best thing I've done. They brought in some virtual challenges. Um, and at the start of lockdown, one of them challenges was a, a team 5K. And it was a senior male, senior female, and a junior. And you had a week to get a 5K done. The times were put together. Prizes for the winners. And I came out of my house one Sunday morning. And I thought, right, I've done a good 5K. I'm going to go out and see if I can better it. I've got to tonight to get timing. 
and I set off like a sprinter, no, no stretching and tore my hamstring. So that was the start of lockdown and it was a nightmare that, and I couldn't get to see anyone, couldn't get to see a physio, everything had shut. And um, yeah, I, I, I struggled throughout the first year of lockdown 2020. I, I, by the end of 2020, um, I started running again. Um, we were allowed to run at that point with one other person. Um, a friend of mine at my club, she, she was at a similar stage to me. She was getting back into it. So we paired up and we, we, we really nailed the running. We were getting back into it. Um, and I did PB marathon at the start of 21 at Dorney Lake, but still nowhere near to what I thought I could do. Um, so I, I, I carried on. Um, but my hip decided um, I did Thunder Run um, this summer. And I thought, I've got a problem here. Something's not right. Um, but got through it. I did 50K. Got through it. It was all right. The following week, I did London Landmarks, half marathon. And by this point, I put on a bit of weight over the, over the lockdown as well. But um, the big problem was my hip. In that London Landmarks, for the last three miles, I was walking how you would stereotype a person with a hip problem. Yeah. Um, went to the doctors and that was it. The hip had gone. Um, and stopped. I, I had I had my deferred place for Brighton. I had deferred place for London. I had a deferred place for Berlin and a deferred place for Amsterdam. And I had to pull out of everything apart from London. I, I kept the London place and hobbled round in five hours just because I was doing it for charity. And then I got very lucky. They they because of my situation with having one hip done, they promised me then. They would do this one straight away, but not to want to damage the other one. Yeah, I thought COVID might delay that, and it didn't at all. Um, I, I, I got diagnosed in about the August. I got a date for the op in the December, and um, been done. I've saw the surgeon this week. All successful. I'm six weeks post-op now. I'm, 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 he's given me what they call unrestricted, so I'm free to do what I can do now, um, and I'm, I'm making quite good progress. So. We start again. We start again. Absolutely. Version 2.0. And, and, and I do think that it's, it's pretty impressive that you, you talked about that really nonchalantly, but your other hip's just gone. And so you're now completely robotic. In the yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, how, I mean that, that's different though, isn't it? So, you, I mean, I, I, from what you said bef just then, I assume that they will have given you some warning that the other one could go in the future. So when I had my first one done, they told me, looking at the x-rays, that the other one had about five years left. Okay. And I got six and a half years out of it. So okay. I sort of knew it was going to come. I thought it had gone a bit slower than what it did, but it really did come out of the blue. And yeah. whereas for six years, I'd slowly deteriorated last time, this was six, less than six months. And, and they got their timing spot on. By the time I had my op, I was on sticks. Right. For, for okay. run, running an ultra in July... I was on crutches by end of November, December. And yeah. they got their timing spot on. And um, yeah, I, so I was gutted because I was enjoying my running. I was getting back to a, a level again after lockdown. You know, I was frustrated with all that time taken away from us. And then it went, but it wasn't a surprise. I, I knew it was going to come and I knew I was on borrowed time. Mm. Um, this time round, I know what's coming. I know what the challenges are. I'm in a better place, I'm fitter, so I'm hoping that the recovery will be slightly easier, slightly quicker. 
Yeah, um, fing- fingers crossed. I'm sure it will, man, with, with the experience you've got, the mindset you've got, and, and, and also the ambition you've got. So just to close out, you're not letting this second uh, setback, this second adversity uh, stop me in your tracks. You're not giving up. Like you said, you're, you know, you're, you're, are you 50 now or, or just coming up to 50? No, I'm, I'm, I'm 48 this year. 48. So, yeah. so, so, just to, so on your way to 50, second yeah. bit's just gone. It'd be, you've achieved so much already. It'd be reasonable to say that, yeah, that's it now. Second one's gone. I'm just going to pack it in. But you're not, are you? This is half man, half machine, and, and you've got big plans. So what's, what's in plan for you in 2022, my friend? The big one, the big one, and this was always planned because I'm going with my friends. I've got a place for Berlin uh, Marathon in end of September, and I've also kept my Amsterdam place for October. So they're the two main big targets. The first race that I will be doing in terms of putting my club vest, putting my shorts back on, putting the trainers back on, and to actually race is the Vitality 10,000 on the bank holiday weekend up London. Um, it took me five months to get back to 10k last time so I've, I've even though i'm claiming i'm fitter and i'm stronger i've gone with the same sort of time scale yeah. for the 10k the marathon is a bit ambitious so I, I you know i might have bitten off more than i can chew but i'm gonna go for it and you know it won't be the first time i've done a marathon that i shouldn't have done so <laughs> i will be in berlin i will start berlin and i will finish berlin and i will be with some very good friends out there and i'm looking forward to it and i will do it Absolutely. And I'm sure there's going to be no stopping you. Uh, if people want to follow your journey, Gary, which I'm sure they will, if they don't already, Robodad underscore runs on the old Instagram. Is that right? That's my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. And before I let you get back to your busy evening, sir, is there anyone you wanted to shout out, say hello to anything else that we've not covered that you wanted to mention before I let you go? No, no. I'm just very honoured that you've picked me to, to join your amazing podcast. I'm looking forward to catching up with more I've, I've enjoyed the instagram community i've got to say i've met some really good people and, and and you know some people i've not met and i feel like i know them and i know i will meet what a community is out there and, and, and i know you guys are you're sort of a hub where you're bringing people together and so thank you for that uh, but yeah I've, 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 i just love the instagram community and i cannot wait to meet some more guys out there it's um Brilliant fun. Well, well, let's me and you try and get some time in to do something. I know we're opposite ends of the country, but I'm sure we'll figure it out at some point. Maybe, maybe get a park running somewhere easy. I'm not, I'm not running a marathon with you. Um, so <laughs> I will let you go, Gary. Thank you so much for your time. I've been chatting for half an hour, mate. It's flown by. It's been great hearing your story. Uh, amazing stuff. And hopefully speak again soon. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. Hello, lads and ladies. SMJ here, and it's question time with me and another guy. So why don't you come on, have a sit on my knee, grab an animal, and let's stroke it together. You ask, I'll answer. One time only. For the whole series. Wink emoji face. Hello, lads. How are you, Satman John? Was there an impersonator on the call just then? No, that was me, Satman John. I'm starting my new uh, catchphrase. Please stop. What about if I change it up and just be like, "All right, lads." No. I, not even. Uh, not, I even a, not even a. Not even. Not even a. Hi, lads. You were about to get a strike. Okay, on sorry. The I know. I've already got. Oh, okay. Not not a naughty strike that may kick me out of the circle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, we forget about that. We had a lovely week last week, didn't we? Um, 
at the Mexican restaurant. I thought it was lovely. I really filled my belly up with those tiny, tiny portions, the Matt Taylor sized portions. What did you think of it? It was good when I had my head hurt for a couple of days. I will not mm. lie. Yeah, I think Kempy enjoyed it, didn't he, as well? I don't even know where he went. He never, he didn't come home with us, but he's don't in know my if he's suitcase. Still. He's in your suitcase. Oh, mm. good, good. Um, and did you want to tell the boys and girls where we are today, where I've taken you? Uh, yeah, hello, lads and ladies. Welcome to the pod. I've uh, been doing a bit of research of how to introduce this uh, part. Uh, he has brought me to a festival. We're in a field and we're going to have a look at lots of rocks and I cannot wait. Yep, that's why I've called it, haven't I, something it's a rock festival, but I don't think you've quite grasped what I mean by rock festival at the moment. But when we go to the stages, the main stage, I, I'm sure you understand uh, what we'll be seeing. Do you know any rock bands, Statman John? Uh, yeah, I've got one I made up in the shed a while ago. It's uh, four of them. They had five members, but one left. Um, I especially like the perfect rounded rocks with no uh, spikes in my favourites. What about ones with patterns? No, I'm no. a lunatic. Just completely plain, yeah? Yes. Cool, that's understandable. But we're going to have a couple of beers and our see-through plastic cups and throw them around over and have a wild time as long as Statman John's headache is has recovered because we're here all weekend it's not just a day trip today we're here all weekend not that i've told statman on that he's hearing this for the first time we'll be sharing a tent together tonight please someone come and help me sorry and but there'll be no talk in the tent statman john i'm quiet and um as you wore your power rangers mask on today i don't know why you're wearing the hulk mask this week i don't know if you're going for like a superhero theme and and everything but i'd prefer you to take the mask off because it's a bit disturbing now, listen, my lad, I will not. This is kicking off this uh, podcast and uh, I'm being recognised everywhere I go. So I'm having to wear masks. OK, maybe I'll have to start wearing a mask. No, Weird. you will not be recognised. It's OK. You, oh, OK, because no one cares about me, do they? You said it. Yeah, I said it. Um, anyway, would you, did you want to go on to the questions? We've got a couple of questions this week, haven't we? We've got a whole four of them, but I want to rattle through them because I want to go over to the main stage and see who will be starting off the festival this week. Mm-hmm. Um, shall I go first? Uh, yeah, you can go first if you want, Statman. I'll let you go. You can be the guest. Let me just flurry through them one sec. OK, um, this is from at JP dot full stop runs free mm. he asked myself how fast do i have to be to catch a badger and give it a stroke at oh. the start of the segment don't say that word Simon john what's wrong my lad Seg- I'm, segment no i'm petrified of the b word i'm petrified of those animals you are having a laugh no they give me the heebie-jeebies i don't like them I was meant, and you just I, said heebie-jeebies. When's the yeah. last time anyone said that? Blah. I don't know, but Sat Madron giving me the feels. I'm getting the I'm getting the goose pimples. Just don't don't say the word anymore. We we'll give it a code word. We call it the B. Next week I'm going to take you to a room of badges. No, no, no. There'll be loads of them. Skin like hairless ones, just skin, and there'll be ones covered in hair, and ones covering my hair. Don't. I think I'm going to be sick, Sat Madron. That doesn't actually exist, but I might make it. Anyway, so let me go first while you swallow your bilious. Um, what you, you're thinking about it wrong, JP, full stop, runs free. You do not have to be fast. You, uh, I need you to thrust to the west twice 
and a badger will come to you within seven seconds. And just a tip, because I like you, my lad, uh, is do not thrust to the east. I cannot tell you what happens. Okay, well, I'll be thrusting uh, no direction because I hate those animals that we won't mention. Um, Look at me, thrusting. They're on their way soon. No, I'm going to have to run. We're going to have to wrap up this segment before those evil things arrive. Talking about rocks, I can't help but thrust. Right, carry on. So, uh, JP runs free. Um, Doesn't have to be that particular animal. I don't know if you've heard Statman John said just get an animal and give it a stroke. It doesn't have to be that animal. I don't know if you're just saying that to freak me out. But um, I I would say just target a slower animal. Go for a sloth or an ant or something just something that's a bit easier to catch that you can stroke maybe you've got a domestic house cat or a dog go for one of them don't go for one of those evil these hits do not lie they're thrusting some more you want to hurry up my lad no stat man i'm going on to the next question jp we can't talk about that one anymore just 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 get a slow animal that's the final answer this one's from our lovely sam runs hitch mode you know her stat man john i do wink emoji wink emoji um she said how do i break away from comparing myself to other runners did you want to go first that man or should i or should i kick off with my one as you kicked off last time yeah go on kick off so i um sam sam runs hitchmo sammy sammy dodger i used to always compare myself to people when running i would check their times on strava and it would become like an obsession anytime they do a run i'd think why were they so much quicker than me what are they doing that's different than me? And sometimes I'll be training harder than them, but they'd still be quicker. The thing is, everyone's different. You're never going to be, you're never going to be at the level of someone else. I could compare myself to um, Elliot Kipchoge, or I could compare myself to someone at my running club. You're never going to be the same as either of them. You're, you've just got to compare yourself to yourself, if you will. So I always look back on my previous year. If I can better that, then great. Sometimes I may not better the times, but I might be focusing on other stuff. So last year I ran a really quick half marathon. I may not better that this year, but I'm focusing on other stuff like ultra marathon. So as long as I can hit my goals each year, sometimes I set monthly goals, then I'm happy because as long as I've made myself happy, then that's great. And and to be honest, we're not shooting. It's not it's not like running isn't our life. We do it to help make our life better. So if you're comparing yourself and it's making yourself feel a bit down about your running then obviously it's not going to be something that you want to keep doing you want to make sure running's fun so just focus on yourself if you need to unfollow anyone who you're comparing yourself to and just take every run as it is if you can better your last run brilliant if you can't better it it doesn't matter you just go on to the next one and that's what i would say what about you step man now uh jack my lad mm-hmm. that that uh that touched me in places I've been touched for for a while. I like touching you in places you've never um, been touched. Don't don't while. don't ruin the moment. That was good. That's all I'll say. But uh, Sam, you want to listen to this bit, so I hope you skipped his. Anyway, you need to ride the wave of love with yourself. However, you need to do that. Come here. I'm going to whisper to you, Sam. It's uh, Uncle SMJ here, and I say stop great and no one's you that's it that's it i mean you can't get any better guidance 
or suggestions from the man himself, the legend that is Statman John. Exactly. Now, people compare themselves to me. They shouldn't. No one is me. I don't do it to others. So it's, it's how we live. Yeah. Make a better world. I I would love to be Statman John. I know I can't be Statman John, so I've just got to be the best person that I can. That's Let's move on. Let's uh, move on. Before we both start crying next You time. had it. You had it. You Sorry. Had it. Right. Do you want to go with the next one, Statman? I um, think it's from a certain someone called Dimble Runs. Well, spoiler. Sorry, jump ahead there, everyone. There. Well, um, guess who I've got? I've got my man D Dog at Dimble underscore Runs. He has asked me, how do I know if my out of date gels can still be used? Mm. Uh, do you want me to go first with this one, my lad? Yeah, go on, Sandra. You go first. I'm gonna You're tell the legend. you. I want to tell you a trusted method. Something that has worked for me my whole life and will continue to for lots of things. And uh, Dimble, D-Dog, D, I need you to just suck it and see. Okay. That's, that's it. That's it. So, and, and what happens, how do you know once you've sucked it, whether it's good or not? If you suck it and you enjoy it, you continue sucking. Yeah. If you suck it and you do not, you move on, you move away. So if I so say for example I was running mm-hmm. and I had the gel, mm-hmm. the second it touched my taste buds on my tongue, mm-hmm. if it was disgusting, would I spit it out? But if it was okay, I'd swallow it, wouldn't I? Yes. So just like a spit and swallow technique. That's it. Okay. I like that sandwich. I might try that. I'm more of a swallower, so I'll give it a, I'll give it a little go. But um, yeah, sometimes you just got to get down, you haven't you? Anyway, dimble runs. Um. I would say with the gels, obviously, if you're going into a race, um, say you say you've got a marathon coming up, half marathon, your peak race, you don't want to go into that race risking it by taking an out of date gel. Uh, say you take one six miles in and then later on it hits you. You don't want you don't want to risk it. It may not give you I don't know the nutritional value behind it, but with it being out of date, it might not give you uh the correct nutrients or the right amount of nutrients um to get you going to get you through so it's a bit like i don't know what it's a bit like i was trying to think of an analogy but it may not be giving you what it's what it says on the label um i would say in training i've used out of date ones sort of like one two months out of date uh, i know sis sometimes sell them when they've got a month left on the out of date thing but you gotta remember it's only a best before it's not an out of date i can't see them there's nothing in it that I can see would make you seriously ill. Um, I wouldn't go taking one like four, five years out of date, but a couple of months, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, do it. S-I-S, suck it and see. Yeah, suck it and see. Statman John and Statman Jack say suck it and see and swallow it if you need to. I'm going to keep thrusting if you keep Yeah, OK, right, we'll go right. to the last one because those badges, I can hear them crawling mm. up. I've got one from my good friend 70nilp, a Bognorian, if you will. Shame he didn't see your leaflet, wasn't it, Statman John? Because he could start a business with you rather than me. Mm, it is. I think of that every day. I won't dwell on it. I won't dwell on it because I'm oh. honoured. Um, and he says, I'm after a new pair of trainers for speed work. Do I get a carbon plated shoe or not? Um, good job we haven't got Matty Owls here because they say go and get yourself a £25 pair of Adidas shops, uh, Adidas shoes from the shops he always get from. I would say... Uh, what works for you i 
I like the carbon plated shoes because they feel a little bit more rigid and that's what I like when I'm running quicker. Um, but then again, they, they've come on, come on a lot now. They used to be very, very rigid, but there's a lot of carbon shoes that you can get that have a lot of foam in them. Um, and I, I know Neil, so I would suggest if he was to go carbon plated, I'd go the Asics Magic Speed because it has quite a lot of cushion and it's relatively supportive or the Hoka Rocket X both lightweight shoes both a good bit of cushion into it um I've got some I've got a pair of Adidas that don't have much cushion and I don't like them at all um but I think they'd be good for you the other option if you don't want to go to carbon because it's obviously quite expensive and again that rigidity of it is the endorphin speed the Saucony endorphin speed it's not carbon but it's got a nylon plate inside it so it's like a it's like a middle ground um it still gives you like the same benefits the same feel you still get like that extra sp- like like a suspension spring when you run um so i'd possibly try the endorphin speeds out I've, i haven't tried them but i've heard really good things and i think you can get them for like 80 pound now or something on sports shoes so that'd be my suggestions um but if it if it was if i if it was me about this i would 100 percent go for a plated shoe whether that be carbon or nylon plated shoe i would because since having them myself i, I can yeah, see the benefits yeah. in it too much far far too much sorry sam man. i was i was going on about myself wasn't I? I was doing so well talking about neil and then I just kept going about myself exactly I'll uh, let you i'm go gonna to have to cut you a lot shorter from uh in future mm. but um listen neil p p neil i need you to look into a lava lamp while squatting if you're uh, if you do it right now live that's fantastic now, if you notice your right buttock is twitching, you're going to have to go for carbon plated. If it's not, you're fine going for anything. That's it. Okay, straight to the point. I know Neil may not do that because sometimes he listens to this whilst running or at work. So I don't. You need think to just stop wherever you are. Stop. Go back. Do it. I have to find a lava lamp. Yes. Okay. Maybe I'll I'll bring him one down to like the running club so he can have it in his pocket at all times. Are cool. we done? I think we've done Satman John. I mean, we've only got a couple of minutes till the main band starts. I mean, the main rock starts on the stage. So um, if we wrap up, you're taking me away somewhere next week, aren't you? I am. Um, and is it going to be a surprise? I'll give you a clue. It is somewhere you can tell the time. Oh, okay. Now, we- I have something to say. Yeah? I've been thrusting a lot, and I still am. And people might say, I thought they'd arrive within seven seconds, and it was only two thrusts. Do the maths, there should be 47 badges here. Don't, Statman, I'm going to have to leave you. I'm going to have to now, go. Jack, no, Jack, I need you to look behind you. No, Statman, John, I can't. I've got to go. Statman, leave. Go, <laughs> bye. Oh, you know the drill by now, Matt. Hit me with a roll call. All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? And we what? are flying with uh, with the old roll calls. As races start to uh, happen again, as the world's opening up and as it's getting a little bit warmer, we're seeing more and more races up and down the country. And of course, with it comes more and more excellent achievements. I think there's a theme this week. Uh, certain people, not that you've mentioned it, were at Pendle Way. Uh, in a day, and also we had a, a big contingent of Fartley family at Dewsbury 10K, but they're, they're not the only people we're shouting out. Do you want, should we just start working through them, Matt? 
Yes, I've got one uh, shout out for Papa P at Glen Penfold. His great WTF partner and cut banter. Uh, it's going to be an interesting contest, and that's from uh, Running Plumper. Is it Byron, that one? It is. Byron, yep. yeah. Byron's working for me, yep. Good matchup, that. I can't wait to see what happens with that one. Yep, a local derby. They've both been giving it a bit back and forth. Bogner Regis, Tone Zone Runners represent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Laura Blackwell uh, yes. wanted to shout out anyone who braved the elements um, wherever you were this week, which I think is is very good um, uh, uh, advice. Not advice. What's the word I'm looking for? Is very relevant. Yeah, relevant. Mm. Let's let's say relevant, shall we? Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> point to make because uh, it was absolutely awful, wasn't it? But uh, but yeah, big shout out to everybody, especially she says that the Pendle pricks. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Laura. Uh, this one's from our Paul. Uh, <coughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> had, a little, had a little cough and I couldn't find go. mute. <laughs> uh, yeah, this from our Paul. Start again. This is from our Paul. Uh, ben Stittle and Beth and Varney for smashing out the uh, new personal best at Dewsbury 10K. I know you spoke about it a minute ago. Awesome, yep. awesome running uh, and, and a great race. Well done. Yeah, yep. they both did absolutely amazing. Um, a bit of a serious one. Um, mm-hmm. from, uh, from Dean Wicks, previous guest on the show, of course, going through a really tough time at the moment. Uh, he just wanted to reach out to say thank you to everybody who's uh, reached out to him and supported him through a particularly shit time in his life. Um, as I know we've said it already, but we're really thinking about you, mate, you and your family. Um, anything you need that we can help with, please do let us know. Um, but uh, but as always, there's a, there's a GoFundMe set up in memory of Dean's brother. Uh, please please do donate if you can uh, we love you very much mate uh, stay strong uh, lots of love and uh, and hopefully uh, we'll see you really soon my brother uh, yeah I agree mate yeah. second that um, Paul Griffiths go, goes without saying a massive shout out to the Prendle Pricks I mean I've had enough praise uh, to last me, last me a lifetime after that one but thank you Paul you appreciate it uh, and uh, JP has decided to just post hashtag Keith Clan if Keith, I hear Keith, no, Keith, no, Keith, I've, I've heard that anecdote on at least ten occasions since since Saturday. You guys are taking so much joy in telling me that you're all called Keith. Keith. All right, Keith. <laughs> bring, bring the bring the Keith back. <laughs> move, move along. That's not a song. <laughs> uh, is it me next or you? <laughs> It's you next. Thank you I for losing your place. You got, you got so excited about being a Keith, you've uh, you've lost your place. <laughs> uh, Paul Griffiths again, uh, motive for smashing his 40-minute pacing uh, duties at Dewsbury. I mean, to run a 40-minute, sub-40, 10K is, is awesome, but to do it with a big flag stuck to your back, mate, uh, kudos to you. Well done, uh, well done, motive. Awesome running. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and then... Uh, um, Ooh, lost me place there. Paul as well uh, did uh, did shout out um, uh, Ben and Beth um, for smashing uh, Jewsbury 10K as well, just like uh, Paul did. Um, yes. We, we had one from we had one from Darren Dumb Witness uh, Kyla for refusing to acknowledge a loft is a real word. Um, little bit of a uh, little bit little bit little bit of wordle banter for you there. It is yes, I think we have, we have one sent to our inbox as well from Wayne, a fellow Pando prick. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, can we give a mega shout out to the support crew from this, this Saturday's uh, Pendle Way? Because without them, it would have been so much harder and quite possibly questionable, as if as to possible to do it at all. So yeah, Lu- Lucy, Sam, Hmo, uh, Wester, Polly, Rob. Um, and then obviously Jack when it when he when he joined along, um, awesome. Thank you very much. 
And then it says, last but not least, thank you to little runner boy Rob for helping us do it as well. So yeah, I'll second I'll second that without you guys. I've said it. I've, I've, I've come to you personally. I've come to other guys personally, and just thank you all for uh, for for being there and and washing my feet down when it got tough. And yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> just being, a, that... just being awesome. Honest to God, without you guys, he wouldn't have got it done. That was a sign of true friendship, wasn't it? <laughs> is that is that the lowest part of your life ever? Or... Uh, what what I, physically it was? I was bent down that low trying to get to your tiny uh, uh, frame. Hobbit feet, yeah. Hobbit feet, yeah, uh, yeah. It was no, it was it was all right. It was that's what it's what we're here for to support each other, is it not? It is, yes. Would I would I do it for you? Yeah, probably. But maybe maybe not. Maybe probably possibly. <laughs> uh, and then one last shout out, Matt, as well. That I think somebody. Said, I think this was sent to me. I might have been dreaming it, but either way, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty huge accomplishment. Our own Jordan Moe, as you know, was uh, was doing Dewsbury 10K, pacing sub 40. He, of course, got our own uh, Ben Stittle to a sub 40, but he's not the only one who uh, benefited from Jordan's extraordinary pacing ability. Uh, Mikey, run, Brownie, run. Um, I think he reached out and said that, that he wanted a shout out, but he deserves one whether he did or didn't. He'd be listening, Mike. Um, well done on your sub 40 as well. Chasing Jordan down and then taking it to the finish line. Absolutely incredible. Uh, good work, everybody. No matter what you were doing this week, absolutely awesome achievements. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, mate. Everyone's done amazing this week. Uh, everybody, including me, if I, if I say so myself. Oh, you nothing if not humble, are you, chap? <laughs> I've got a, apparently a Kenny says I've got until uh, Saturday and then I've got to just shut the fuck up about it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pregnant I, I, until I, Saturday, and then that's I, it done. I think that's fair. Um, right then, I think that's about it for today, Matt. Um, we got any thank yous? We certainly do have some thank yous. So thank you to Graham Lynn Lee for the super awesome theme music. Gary Reader, thank you for your awesome chat with Rob. Great stuff. Ben and Emma for the partner chats. Statman John, Jack, uh, and then obviously everybody within the newsletter, Paul, Claire, Nick, Jamie, uh, and all the guys behind the scenes with JP, Luke, Sammy. Um, and uh, and jo- Josephine, bless her, uh, best of, uh, of luck with all your treatments as well. That's, that's been coming up as well. We miss you. Uh, we can't wait for you to be back as well. So uh, thank you to all them people. Yep, some good thank yous there. Do you want to know who's on the show next week, Matt? Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I went posh last week and then this week I'm just going different. I'm, I'm going to try bit, and change it up every week. Bit, bit creepy. Yeah. But, but I liked it. Excellent, um, excellent Mr. Burns. <laughs> um, so, yeah, next week we've got a big a big guest on. Very, very popular guy on the old social media. We've got the running Dan on. Danny O'Reilly is on. Um, excited to chat to him. Well, I've already chatted to him, so I know exactly what it's about. Um, talking about his own running journey, how he balances uh, co-parenting uh, with, a, with a young daughter, um, with, uh, with, with his running journey, uh, busy job, real life. It's great. But most importantly on his journey, which I think is a, a great reflection of things that can happen in real life, is he is dealing with a very serious injury at the moment that um, is taking a long time to recover from. And uh, and if he and he really has to sort of rest, recuperate, and whilst he can still move around like like normal, he, he you know if he runs, he's going to make it worse again. So it's quite a frustrating thing to be going through. I'm sure we've all faced into that, you know, even if it was just a time when you should be resting, a time when you should be you know having a little bit of time off to let the body recover. And we don't, and we're silly, and we go back and 
and Dan has a good, really good reflection of, um, of of taking the right steps and, and where his head's been at and how he's been doing. And yeah, great chat with a great guy. And uh, we're looking forward to sharing it with everybody. Yeah, I can't wait. As uh, always. So that's coming next week, along with lots of other fun stuff from us. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I've just got very, very posh. I sound like, I sound like one of those private schoolgirls from the south. The kind, of, the kind of girl that Jack Penfold would like to court. Uh, that's, that's who I am. Um, maybe, maybe I am Jack Penfold. Uh, okay, cool. So uh, I don't know where that was going. Let's just stop that right now. Um, all our usual nonsense, of course, as well next week. Uh, ben and Emma part run cup. Uh, that's hotting up as we get into February. Um, Statman Jane and Statman Jane, mm, maybe, maybe, maybe Statman John's oh. sister, Statman Jane's going to show up. That's not a spoiler. They're not. I just said Jane instead of John by accident. Um, all our usual nonsense. All our usual nonsense, Matthew. Um, where can people find us in the meantime if you want to give us a little follow and come and everywhere? What the fuck? Like podcast searches, we're everywhere Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Website www.whatthefartlek.com. Uh, email whatthefartlekpodcast at gmail.com. Got it right, see? Remembered. You did, yeah. Good work, mate. You're on 26 <laughs> series. Uh, and that's about it, I think, mate. Yeah, you can get us anywhere. Do come and have a chat with us. Most importantly, sign up for our newsletter. Find out more about what we're up to in the community. We've got loads of big stuff coming up. Manchester Marathon's very soon. Uh, that's the next thing that Matt's going to start training for once he's had his week of smugness. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to have a big day out. Plenty of Fartlek family members there for uh, some racing, some beers afterwards. We'll have a really good time. Loads of other stuff. Coffee mornings we try and do around the country. The Park Run Cup's in yeah. full swing. Loads of stuff we do as a community. If you like the sound of it, if you fancy making some new pals, non-judgmental place. Um, not for everybody. We're not everybody's cup of tea. That's absolutely fine. You do you, will do us. But if you would like to come and be a part of our Fartlek family, then we would love to have you with open arms, my friends. So just drop us a message, get in touch with us, and we'll give you a little bit more information. Nice. Nice. And uh, and that's it. If people want to give you a follow, Matt, where can they find you? I am at Keith. No, you're not. No. <laughs> just give, give your Instagram handle so I can edit this podcast. Okay, at Matthews. Thank you very much. And I'm at Little Rumble Rob. And uh, we will see you next week. Catch you on the flip-flop. Uh, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Uh, as always, be excellent to each other. That's important, man. Uh, be kind or just just, just go away, frankly. And, uh, and yeah, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Like a car now. Yeah, go on. Do us a caca. Now go and edit the podcast. That, 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 that's a you at the top of Pendle Hill. Oh no, it was a lot more, it was a lot, a lot more sweary than that. <laughs> Good, right, see ya.